Um, can you walk us through a little bit about this investor briefing that is going live, which again, there'll be some links somewhere around this video, which I don't 100% know where, but there'll be links to click on to make sure you can get your seat at the table to watch it uh, for everyone that's watching and listening today. Um, so tell us a little bit more about what people can expect in the coming week uh, from this, what I think is, is, is an absolute groundbreaking um, investor briefing that you've put together. Welcome to the Exponential Investor Podcast. Want to be a better, smarter, more clued up investor? Well, you've come to the right place. We cover the breakthrough investment ideas you don't hear about in the mainstream to keep you on top of the megatrends and opportunities reshaping our world. Good morning and welcome to the Exponential Investor Podcast. I'm your editor, Sam Volkring. Now, unless I'm mistaken and Kit Winder has got different colored hair, grown a little bit older, and I'd arguably say better looking, it's clearly not Kit Winder with me this week. No, instead, I've got James Allen, our resident energy expert, in to talk to us about what is, from my recollection, one of the most mental times I think I've ever seen in energy markets, thanks to everything that's kicking off geopolitically. Thank you, James, for joining us today, and welcome to the Exponential Investor Podcast. Well, thanks for that nice uh, uh, lead, Sam. But yeah, nice to be here. Thanks for uh, allowing me on the show. I had, to, I had to take a little dig at Kit, as I tend to do when he's not here, but you, you work closely with Kit, so you you two are the, I like to think of you guys as the energy dream team, and we'll get we get onto, onto something that you guys have been working on uh, pretty closely together for a bit of time now, and, and Kit and I talked about it last week, a new investor briefing that's, um, I think it's live now, actually, uh, that people can get their name down for, or, or I think it's going live on Monday, but it's important that everyone get their name down. There will be links uh, appearing either now or below this video or around this video or somewhere near this video that, that you just need to click on. Make sure you get a spot at the table to watch that investor briefing. And we'll discuss that uh, in a little bit more detail in a minute, uh, James. But I want to get your thoughts on um, on the on the market right now, right? Because you know this week, nickel hit $100,000. Um, the like the the chart is it's just vertical. It's it's trading like a crypto, which which for me is is quite exciting. Quite fun. I've barely looked at the crypto markets this week. I've just been looking at the commodities markets. So nickel, cobalt, um, all these you know really key metals that go into a lot of the stuff that you talk about have been skyrocketing in price. I mean, is this sustainable? And what the hell is going on right now? Yeah, I don't know if the, the, these prices are sustainable. I mean, they're part of a longer-term trend, which is which is up. And the, the battery metal space has been going up for the last uh, two, three years, particularly in the last year. I guess uh, things have really rocketed up. Uh, but right now, there's a bit of a, a liquidity squeeze going on in the nickel market and other markets going on, which is uh, I think the market will settle down. But I think um, um, you know the long-term trend for these battery metals certainly is uh, is only going one way. I think uh, we have a uh, a su supply short shortage. We have um, um, demand projections for all the battery metals because of this, you know, rampant growth in in, in batteries, um, and there's a bit of a squeeze going on. So yeah, I think so, if any investors want to uh, get involved, I think uh, should should you know don't wait too long. I'm 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 curious about how this kind of impacts a lot of uh, the energy transition because like it. It's sort of if if the if the values and the prices of these of some of these metals are trending up because there's this you know increase in demand and there's an, an only seemingly increasing increase in demand, and there are you know issues with supply. I mean, how does that how does that impact the the energy transition? Do all of a sudden the technologies that are needed to facilitate the energy transition do, do, do they become more expensive because 
it's hard to kind of balance out that the a lot of these technologies and a lot of the future that we can see, you know, huge money is coming into this space to develop and to grow and to achieve these these policies of net zero. But at the same time, you know, people's energy bills are tripling. And, you know, the the idea of clean, cheap, renewable energy, it's seemingly, it, it's a bit like nuclear fission. It's always another 10 years away. And I guess it's difficult for people that watch our um, podcast and, and read our work and, and just want to invest in this sector. It's hard for them to get a grasp. And even for me, as to when when will things actually benefit the end user? When do these energies actually make our bills cheaper or you know make the world a, a, a more sustainable place or is it just that you know we'll get to net zero but everything's going to be way more expensive i mean we have to remember that renewable energy is inherently deflationary i think uh, we you know the marginal cost for these for these fuels is is, is zero you know to get a, a once you front loaded the investments of, to build a, a solar plant or a wind farm um the actual marginal the operational cost is is, is low um it's they're deflationary of course we have uh, a, a big investment to make to um, uh, scale up these um, technologies. And I think with the, the crisis we're now seeing in, in, in the Ukraine, that we need, we need to really front load um, these investments right now. So there might be political problems or political pressure uh, right now, but I think all this is showing that, you know, we do need to make these investments and so, so we might as well make them, make them now. I mean, we're on course to make the investments anyway. I think the answer now is just to front load, front load these investments to, um, uh, to kill two birds in one stone, really, to, to, to hit our net um, zero 2050 targets and also get ourselves off, wean ourselves off uh, Russian gas in particular. I found one of the interesting things about the, particularly here in the UK, I'm not sure what it's like globally, but I imagine it's a similar story, is that one of the um, caveats to the sort of race to net zero is that it's subject to the security of supply, which at the moment has never been as important as it is now. I wonder if this turmoil that's kicking off in Russia. Um, and, you know, we may then see further turmoil kick off, you know, maybe China invades Taiwan, a whole bunch of different stuff uh, geopolitically could come over the next couple of years. But I think what Russia's probably highlighted is the fact that countries may be looking to become more energy independent in the near term as fast as they can. And I wonder if if this whole Russia thing do you see it as a sort of net positive for the energy transition or is this going to maybe delay things because the focus will go away a bit from net zero at all costs to actually, you know what, it's about energy security first and then net zero will come later because people just don't want nukes dropped on their heads. Yeah, no, that's the exact question everyone's uh, trying to answer right now. I think short term, I think uh, we have to get through this winter. Um Luckily, there's only 11 days left of well, the winter, James. Exactly. And we've been quite lucky, actually. This winter's been quite mild, really. I mean, if, if it had been a cold winter, I mean, God knows where prices could be right now. So I think there's a, there's a short-term issue anyway about how we're going to um, get through the next, let's say, a couple of winters with, without uh, weaning ourselves off, off Russian gas. And I think there could be uh, an answer there in uh, potentially you know, mandating high levels of gas storage, for example, um, uh, because I think we, we will need a bit more gas, obviously, from other sources, to accommodate, but I think the medium to long term solution really is as it exactly was beforehand. Really, it, it is uh, we to get ourselves off natural gas, get ourselves off off oil where possible, um, and really, um, uh, really, you know, go full steam ahead to hit net zero. I mean, I mean, the the the, the gains we've made uh, over the last ten years in terms of uh, uh, penetrating the sort of fossil fuel industry have been extraordinary. I mean. Renewables have, have penetrated the, the, the energy system faster than any fuel in, in history. That's that 
trajectory has been on, ongoing for the last 10 years. Um, I, I, there are going to be now issues in terms of there'll be a speed bump now, I think, for the next uh, couple of winters, I think, really, to, if, if we do cut ourselves off from Russian gas. But I think once that's those, those immediate um, answers are solved, I think it'll be full steam ahead to, um, um, you know, the answer is in, in green, renewable, decentralised energy. I think uh, we'll, we will start to get those um, investments needed that front loaded. Obviously, they, won't, they can't come on stream straight away. Uh, but I think in, in two or three winters time, I think we'll have a, a much even higher penetration of renewables than we do right now. And I think uh, I think we, it is really perfectly feasible that in you know two to three winter, winters, we can be totally um, cut off from from Russian gas, certainly in, certainly in Europe. I think uh, it's very optimistic, but I think it really is achievable. And there's, you know, just just to look at the price trajectory of, of renewables, where we have been um, and where, where we're set to go, really, I think. Uh, I think we all know that the solution really is in, is in green energy. I think uh, it's a one-way one way ticket. And it's, uh, I think this has just really pushed us further down the road. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see if, if they can get to that point where in a couple of winters' time, it's obviously just making it through those couple of winters. And then obviously, you know, you did mention something there about the idea of storage and gas storage. And it feels like maximizing the efficiency and the potential to capture the energy while we can, as you said, a bit of a mild winter this year, Hopefully, you know, it's it's interesting. Had this all sort of kicked off um, just as winter was starting, I think the, the, we might be having very different conversations uh, around it all. But um, thanks to Putin and China, I believe he decided to uh, delay the attack until after the Winter Olympics had concluded. So um, maybe we should be thankful for that. I'm, I'm not 100% sure. Um, now, we did say at the top of this we'd be talking about uh, something you've been working on with Kit for some time. Um, talking about a lot of these opportunities and identifying these opportunities because I'm certainly of the belief, you know, when we see crisis like this, um, which has clearly been displayed in the market this week, there are always opportunities for investors to to play these issues, to look to, you know, capitalize on some of the bigger trends that have short-term fluctuations and volatility. Volatility is, is can be great if you embrace it and understand the risks involved. But um, can you walk us through a little bit about this investor briefing that is going live, which again, there'll be some links somewhere around this video, which I don't 100% know where, but there'll be links to click on to make sure you can get your seat at the table to watch it uh, for everyone that's watching and listening today. Um, so tell us a little bit more about what people can expect in the coming week uh, from this, what I think is, is, is an absolute groundbreaking um, investor briefing that you've put together. Yeah, right. So um, green energy is one part of a bigger, sort of larger mega trend, I guess. I think, um, over the, as I said before, over the last 10 years, green, you know, uh, renewables have, have penetrated the energy system. So certainly in some parts of Europe, we now have a very green um, energy system or electricity system. But actually now, you know, armed with this green energy, uh, we can tackle or decarbonize some other sectors of the economy or, or really every other sector of the economy, you know, food, agriculture, industry, farming, uh, buildings, Sort of you name it, now is a time that we can actually um, really do that sort of deep frontier uh, decarbonisation. And this is creating huge, huge opportunities. Just really where we were with energy, maybe say five, 10 years ago, we're, we're now at the cusp or the threshold of, of decarbonising other sectors of the, of the economy. And we're seeing trillions of pounds, euros, dollars uh, flood into this so-called, we call it climate tech sector. So climate tech is really set to be the next great big mega trend of our, of our age, really. We've, you know, it has renewable energy at its heart, but it's certainly not the, 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 the whole focus. Um, so we have put together um, an amazing roster of, of people to talk to who have been working in this um, market 
uh, who know the market inside out, who can really see, see which way the wind is blowing. And, um, you know, so, you know, young Kip has um, um, interviewing, he's interviewed um, five of the, the leading experts. Uh, you've, you've also been interviewed as well, Sam. You've, I know you've uh, had some uh, incredibly insightful contributions as well, really to help put um, investors on the right path and you know, know where to look. Um, you know, there's lots, there's lots of sort of labels um, thrown around in sort of climate tech, sustainable investing. And it's really quite hard for the average of retail investor to really work out what's going on, where to look, where not to look. There's obviously lots of greenwashing. Uh, and we've just tried to really cut away from that and really give a very practical led series of talks and interviews to really hold um, uh, any watcher's hands really to help them on this process of uh, identifying the next great big climate tech uh, investment opportunities. Yeah, you, you bang on. There's a lot of misconception, misinformation out there. Like you say, greenwashing. You know, it's it is hard to pick apart what is what's 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 real, what's legit, where are the real opportunities and and where the the junk and where the garbage is. And it's hard for investors that don't have the time and the the connections and the networks and the you know expertise in this sector to really pick it apart. And so I know that you and Kit have been working really hard on on this and and sort of you know with for lack of a better phrase cutting through the crap uh that's out there so that investors can get the you know direct answers that they seek as to how to best invest and capitalize on this market and uh yeah these these interviews coming up uh next week are, are fantastic um you know there is one with me i'm you know it's pretty good if everyone listening and watching you should probably pay attention to that one as well but you should pay attention to it all because as James says, um, this is a bigger trend. It's not just about renewable energy. It's not about you know just EVs. It's not about the electrification of, of industry. It's about so much more transportation, agriculture, uh, food supply, um, renewables, everything. It's such a big issue uh, that uh, trillions is is flowing into this sector. Um, I'm I'm you know I'm certainly talk about and I, I get pretty excited when we start talking about the potential and opportunities around nuclear technologies and, and the idea of nuclear power and generation. There's, there's always things that get me excited, which we will be covering. I'll be covering certainly more in Exponential Investor in the coming weeks as well. Um, so there's a lot in this to go forward uh, and, and, and look at. And yeah, this investor briefing that is going live, uh, I think it's going live on Monday, I think. Um, links will continue to appear around this video uh, wherever you're watching or listening listening um and uh click on it make sure you get your seat at the table to watch it it's a hundred percent free so you don't have to pay a thing to attend just get your name down to make sure that you can watch it um and absorb all the information it's going to run for the full five days uh as i say you just need to register to watch it and i guarantee you will learn stuff um and and really as we said you know cut through the crap that's out there and, and get to understand these really big trends for what they are and the opportunities that are involved. Um, but we have gone on long enough this week, uh, James. We like to keep our Exponential Investor podcast pretty brief. Um, any any closing remarks you'd like to leave our listeners and viewers with this week? Yeah, I mean, just I mean, just in terms of the markets right now, we're already seeing a response in, in these quarter of the markets right now. Just you know, in the very sad circumstances of the in, um, the war in Ukraine, clean tech, climate tech stocks are on the move already. I really, I think. Uh, it's in terrible circumstances, but the markets are responding. I think the markets are working out which way, uh, you know, the, the long-term picture is going. That we need to get ourselves off um, dirty fossil fuels. Um, we, we've got these overarching um, targets to hit in terms of decarbonisation, and I think this is a, it's come at a, 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 
an unfortunate time, but a good time really for for uh, our summit. I think uh, I think it's quite clear now what needs to be done, and this is an opportunity that really should be grasped by uh, anyone who wants to to, to watch. I think um, uh, you know the the markets have responded, but there's still a long, long way to go. This is a long, long-term uh, mega trend, and I think. Um, uh, you know, now is the time to get involved for climate tech. Indeed. Very, very well said. Uh, and again, make sure if you're watching, listening to this, uh, you click on the links to get your name down to watch that summit. Uh, it will roll on for the full week. If you have not registered, you will not get to view it. So please click on the link. Make sure you do. It is completely free. Um, get your name down. Watch it. Enjoy it. I'm sure you will. Uh, so thanks again for joining us this week on the Exponential In uh, Investor Podcast. Uh, thank you, James, for joining us. We will be back next week with my regular co-editor, Kit Winder, um, and we will speak to you and see you then. Thanks for watching and bye for now.